You're listening to episode 21 of the ADR podcast. Just a few more days until the Academy Awards, and today I'm going to talk about a big frontrunner at the awards. It is Gravity by Alfonso Cuaron. I've noticed in the past few years that the Academy likes to recognize the really big, influential box office hits that are really technical and really important, things like Avatar. Even though I think Gravity is infinitely better than Avatar, I feel like Gravity is 2014's Avatar. It's this really big technological spectacle. All the crazy things that Cuaron does as a director to make this movie the best it can be. You almost forget that they didn't actually go into space to make this movie. Cuaron does all these crazy things to film George Clooney and Sandra Bullock in ways that hadn't been done before. He created new camera mounts, new weird ways of suspending the actors to make it look like they're in zero-G. And honestly, anyone could have done this. Like, even James Cameron or, I don't know, Michael Bay could have done something like that to create the equipment. But what Cuaron does is really special because he actually is a good director. So um, he was able to make this movie into something really, really amazing. The first shot is a 20-minute long tracking shot. There's no way that Bay or uh, Cameron could have done that. I always love when smaller directors go really big in terms of technical achievements, like um, Alfonso Cuaron last did Children of Men, which is still a pretty big movie, but not, you know, Transformers Hollywood big. So seeing a director as good as Cuaron, who did something as amazing as Children of Men, do something crazy like Gravity with all this extra money and time and great actors... That always makes me very happy. It's like seeing Guillermo del Toro being able to finally make his passion project, Pacific Rim. And as much as I, like, I didn't like Pacific Rim that much, but I'm really glad that del Toro was able to make it because it's something he's wanted to do for a while. He put his heart and soul into it, and he was able to make something he was really proud of. And that's the same with Gravity. Cuaron did amazing things with it, and he put everything into it. But he's, you know, beyond this, a much smaller director. Which I think works really well for him, because in this movie, despite how big and grandiose and crazy all of the space stuff is, there's still some wonderful personal moments about George Clooney and Sandra Bullock's characters. This is where I'm about to get into spoilers, so if you haven't seen Gravity, here is a two and a half minute long recommendation to see Gravity before the awards on Sunday. Your episode of ADR ends here and is much shorter today. For everyone else that wants to hear about my spoiler-filled analysis, please listen on. That's the best I can do in terms of a spoiler horn. I wish I could be cool like the incomparable and have our own sound effect, but I'm using more Skrillex. So the first half of the episode, I was comfortable talking about the technical aspects of Gravity without getting into spoilers about the character development. So now I'm going to talk about what happens to Ryan Stone and Matt Kowalski while they're in space together. So if you're listening now, you've seen the movie, you know that George Clooney dies fairly early on. Which blew my mind when I first saw it because they were double-billed, and I really was hoping Sandra Bullock would take the backseat to George Clooney. I mentioned the blind side yesterday. I cannot stand Sandra Bullock and everything she's done. She was my only reservation about this movie because Alfonso Cuaron did Children of Men, and that was amazing, and George Clooney is goddamn George Clooney. And Sandra Bullock, she made the blind side. That Okay, so when I first saw this movie, I was... Hesitant but excited, and Sandra Bullock really blew my mind with how she performed in this movie. Again, as great as all the visuals are in Gravity and how powerful it is to see space portrayed in such a way, what makes this movie so powerful is seeing how Sandra Bullock really deals with being in space alone. She provides this element of humanity that the movie really needed in order to succeed, because you can show space as much as you want, but 
without relating it back to us and our lives, the audience isn't really going to take to it as much as they did. Again, referring this back to Avatar in 2009, they tried to add this human element and add this environmental message, and it failed miserably. It came out of left field and made no sense. But in Gravity, not only do I think it makes sense, I think it's completely necessary. Here's Ryan Stone and Matt Kowalski in space. It's Ryan Stone's first time in space. Again, Ryan Stone is Sandra Bullock. Why they gave her the name Ryan, I don't know. But they're in space together. It's her first time in space, so she is freaking out. And this is George Clooney's last mission before retirement. So on their way to the nearest shuttle, Matt's trying to comfort Ryan. Talk to her, make sure she's okay, make sure that she's calm and not using up her last bit of oxygen. So what does he do? He asks her, tell me about something back on Earth. Tell me why you're here, why you're living. And she starts talking about her dead daughter. Now, I'm sorry I'm summarizing the movie for the people that have stayed beyond the spoiler warning, because you've already seen it. But my point is, all of this is necessary, and it makes sense. It's not like they just kind of threw in this moment, like in a movie I just saw the other day that I can't really talk about because I'm under embargo. But there's a bit where a character is making a big speech about what's happening in the movie and then randomly throws in details about his personal life that make no sense. Here, it makes perfect sense because they're in this situation together. George Clooney's trying to calm Sandra Bullock down, so this is what she happens to talk about. And it comes back in a big way later, because when she gets the second wind of motivation thanks to this when she's about to give up, it makes it all the more powerful because of all the things she's been through. Now that one little bit of information's been criticized as being trite or unoriginal. Yes, it's been done in tons of movies before, but it's so necessary because without it, we wouldn't care if Sandra Bullock survived. It's not Schindler's List, it's not something big and powerful and original, but it's so necessary. And it makes that one scene in the cockpit on the radio with the dude from Antarctica so powerful. I'll put a link in the show notes to the little short film that his son created that is the other side of that radio call. In fact, I'll also put in the show notes um, my review of Gravity, which I wrote back in October before the movie came out, and also my friend Brandon's analysis of Gravity, and it's also just as spoiler-filled as the second half of the podcast, so if you haven't seen the movie, and I don't know why you're listening now if you haven't, then don't read this article because it's really spoiler-filled, but if you have seen the movie and want a really interesting alternate take on it, Give this article a shot. It changed how I see the movie. I'm really pushing for Gravity to win all of the technical awards, especially special effects. Lots of people were upset that Pacific Rim wasn't nominated, but honestly, even if it was, it doesn't stand a chance against Gravity. If I see 12 Years a Slave tonight, then that's what tomorrow's episode's going to be on, and if not, I don't know what I'll do my episode on. I mean, that's what I do every day, just come up with the topic.